This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So, Bree, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue, and there's railroad tracks, like street track tracks, and my bike's tire like went and wedged in to the railroad tracks, no. and I totally fell down and just like skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And <laughs> active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites, and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. Try it out, cold turkey. Come to your family and be like, hey, I've decided that I have been robbing you guys the experience and the skill set to learn how to do this on your own. So we're going to shift some things around here and come up with a plan because they can do it. They can. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I'm your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by the delightful Brie Tucker. Why, hello, hello, everybody. How are you? You like that? I got, got a little twang. <laughs> got a little twang. Got a little twang. We're talking about one of my favorite topics to talk about with other moms, and it is laundry. Most specifically, how you don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yes. It's it's a hot topic. It is. People. Feel- it is a hot topic. No, like people feel like they're like they absolutely positively cannot do cannot allow their children to have that responsibility or they feel like 100% from the get go like i'm not doing anybody else's laundry and we're and just to be clear we're not talking about like your infants or your toddlers or your preschoolers mm-hmm. yeah. like we're talking like once they're old enough to handle this so yes yes like how you do not have to be doing your teenager's laundry anymore if you're doing it. How really if your kids above the age of eight, they could start doing their own laundry totally from start to finish. And we're really going to dig into it in this episode. And hopefully by the end, you will have the confidence to have your kids start doing their own laundry and you removing yourself from it. One less thing from your mental load. But before we get into it, Brie, we, we need to ask... If you listen to the No Guilt Mom podcast, can you give us a little rate and review right now on Apple? Give us a little love. That would mean so much to us. So much to us. 
because then it helps spread No Guilt Mom across the Apple Podcast universe. And wherever you listen to this podcast, please rate and review us. It really helps it get out to more people. And if you haven't already, please subscribe. We love our subscribers so much. And that way you don't miss and a single we- episode ever. Exactly. And we'll talk you into not doing something next. (laughs) So we're going to get into the laundry. You're going to get the confidence not to do it anymore. And let's get on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids. And we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. Okay, laundry. It is such a hot topic. And like, I know it's a hot topic and I kind of like to poke the bear a little bit on Instagram by putting stuff about laundry out all the time. Because recently I posted unpopular opinion, moms should only do their own laundry. And I want to say if that, because there's always like, maybe someone else can do your laundry for you too, so that you don't have to be the one responsible for it. Yes. It's Mm -hmm. not always necessarily you. Like, yeah, 100%. That there's I want to just toss in for that like in my household, my <laughs> my husband does laundry. And I'm laughing because like first of all, I hate laundry. So when he asked if he could take it over, I had no I was like, "Sure." Yeah. Sounds great. And then like after a little while, I was like, "Hey, did you want to take over laundry because you don't like the way I do it? And he just kind of smiled slightly and was like, looked the other way. And I'm like, okay, I didn't know like, it's 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 the joys of being remarried, coming into somebody in your 40s of like, oh, I didn't know what I've been doing for like 35 plus years was not somebody else's jam. But I don't mind, man. Tell me I suck at laundry all day long. I don't care. I won't do it. I don't care. I have the same reaction too. Tell me I suck at laundry. Tell me I suck at loading the dishwasher. Totally cool. I don't know about suck at making dinner though. I really do take pride, so much pride in food. Like I couldn't do that. I couldn't handle that. But I won't make dinner. I don't want to make dinner. But don't tell me I suck at it. Okay, I'll give you that. Like I was just, it's so funny. I laughed because last night I was making wings and I burnt the wings. And I was, I'm taking them out of the the fryer. Like my my daughter had a friend over and they were going to eat dinner with us. And I was like... Yeah, I suck at cooking. I don't know if Audrey ever told you that. Like, I'm not a great cook, but somehow I'm the best cook in the house. So somehow burnt wings is our best option for dinner. (laughs) It happens. But I think like with these jobs around the house, particularly laundry, there are excuses and there are like thought patterns that go through our heads that make it seem like we have to be the one to take it on. One of those thought patterns is our kids have too much to do. Yeah. Especially like in this day and age with like all the pressure of school on them. And we think like, okay, our kids have too much to do. They're stressed out. They have anxiety. We can't load more on our kids. And Bria, you and I have both seen this in our household. Oh my gosh. Yes. And it always brings me back to that. Was it a podcast or just a post with Glennon Doyle? Or maybe it was part of one of her books where she talked about how- It was part of Untamed. There we go. Untamed, yeah. All I remember is that it was Glennon Doyle, her and Abby. I love them. They're so cute. Anyway, where Abby was like, I've noticed that like you aren't 
it, what was it? Something like you're not giving enough responsibility to your to to your oldest. Like you're always yeah. you're taking things on for him because he has so many other things to do, school, soccer, blah blah blah. And what you're kind of teaching him is that home responsibilities don't really matter. And mm-hmm. I think that that is a huge thing. Like with our kids, there are things that we can help and take off their plate. And one yeah. of the things when it comes to, so like for my kids, like my, my oldest, my son is insane. I mean, that boy is in nothing but AP honors classes, has marching band before and after school and works a job. So mm-hmm. he has a lot going on, but I don't, I, he still has to do his own laundry because guess what? That stuff still happens in life. Like you're going to have to learn how to, how to juggle it all. So you do. There are little things I'll do. do. Like, Hey, I'll make you breakfast one day or I'll pack you a lunch or something like that. Like little things, but I mean, but it's all about humans helping each other. Like, and especially when you live in a family, it's all about helping each other out. So making people responsible for their own things. I mean, even if they have all of the workload, because I wasn't responsible for my laundry when I was growing up. My grandma actually came in once a week and she did our entire household's laundry and my mom paid her for that. And so my grandma like earned an income and like got to come in and I saw her once a week that way as well. But the first time I did my own laundry was when I went to college and that was interesting. Same. But it was also one of those – yeah, we know your story. <laughs> one day we'll have to have Linda but, on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. It was also – I didn't know how to handle certain laundry situations that I think like if I'd been doing my own laundry at home where I had an adult nearby like my parents to kind of coax me through them. For example – I had no idea what hand wash was. I had no idea. I actually didn't learn that until like maybe my 30s when I started having hand wash stuff. I would just put everything in the washer. I had no clue. And my my mom, I remember, didn't have a hand wash thing either, but she had these like racks which she laid sweaters on. I'm like, oh, like what's that? I have no idea. And so I went all through college and I could have been like so much – more confident about what I was wearing because I would buy the clothes that needed to be hand washed mm-hmm. instead of staying away from the hand wash clothes because I had no idea what I was doing. I thought it was extremely complicated that I had like no no things. So I think that doing laundry when I was a kid, it would have like given me that confidence and I could have been taught it a little bit more. So even though I had so much on my plate, it would have taken less off me when I went to college, you know, it would have given me those skills that I needed. Well, I think it just uh, in general, it gives you the confidence of that. I can do things on my own. Like I can live mm-hmm. on my own and I'm not going to fall apart. Those yeah. are huge, huge things. But so, so you posted on Instagram recently about this, about the whole laundry issue. Yeah. And it's funny because like some people were like all about it. Like, yeah, I totally, I totally have everybody do their own laundry. And I saw like at least one comment that I remember where somebody was like, but what happens when, when they don't do their laundry and it's dirty and it's like, oh yeah. Yeah. Then they had like, I've had this happen so many times because my kids have been doing their laundry for a really, really long time. Like my daughter started when she was seven and then my son started when he was about then as well. But even before like my son was seven, I was doing the laundry with him. Like I would, we would bring it to the washer together. We would put it in together. Mm -hmm. I would help him measure it. And like, I'd be there the whole time. But when he took it over himself, he, 
he had a lot of instances where he had dirty clothes and he would come out to me like getting ready for school and there would be like some crust of like pizza sauce right there on his chest. And I'm like, dude, where'd you get that? He's like, this is the best one. I'm like, why is it the best one? Everything else is dirty. I'm like, okay. And that doesn't qualify as dirty. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. This may be time for some laundry. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Yeah, this is time for some laundry. But it was that discussion and it wasn't like a meltdown or it wasn't horrible. Actually, all we did, I'm like, so here's what you do. You go to the sink, you wash that off as best as you can. And then if this is the best one, you go to school and you got to do laundry this afternoon. Yeah. And he did. He just put his laundry in that afternoon, but it doesn't have to be huge. No. No, like I also like agree another cool thing that happens out of it is that they learn more about, like you said, like how to care for their stuff. I've noticed that my kids do their laundry to completely different capacities. And this is this is definitely a teen thing. So uh, my Mm -hmm. son, his version is dump and wash. And the (laughs) the biggest problem we have, because I'll let I probably I no, not probably. I definitely did not give them as much guidance as you did because mine started when they were in like middle school, I think, doing their own laundry. He just dumps everything he could possibly fit in the washer. So we, we've we had several conversations of what's called overloading. <laughs> and like, oh, yeah. you put too much in there, nothing gets clean. And then also, by the way, you stick it in the dryer and nothing gets dry. So we're still working on that one with him. I notice him walking down with like the huge basket and I'm like, that looks like more than one load. And he'll be like, I bet I can fit it. I'm like, oh God, you see, he doesn't break the washer. Oh my gosh. I still have that. In fact, like <laughs> I'll tell you a story about overloading and <laughs> it involves my husband right after this break. From the creators of the hit kids podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild, comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly. I got to say, love the name Max. That's my, my puppy dog's <laughs> name. Uh, who have just recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles hidden equations, history, and laughs. It actually makes learning pretty cool. Yeah. Now, I listened to this with my son, and it was so fun to listen to. I loved how modern it was with a cool aunt that they really dug, and like they dealt with bullies. Uh, My son also enjoyed all the math involved. Like He thought it was really cool. Well, and I have to say, I love anything that brings learning and fun together for kids. I really, really wish that something like this was around for my teens when they were younger. We would have absolutely devoured this on our car trips. It would have been amazing. It's perfect for kids ages six and up, and new episodes drop every Thursday. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. You have probably heard me talk about my dog, Addie, before, and when we first got her, we didn't know that she was a counter surfer. Now, counter surfing animals are the ones who jump on counters, especially kitchen counters, when you're not looking and take stuff off of them. Well, in this instance, Addie had jumped onto the kitchen counter and eaten an entire bottle of my other dog's pain medication. You can imagine the freak out that ensued from me. So imagine this. You're at the vet's office again, knowing that vet care costs continue to rise. You're anxiously waiting to hear how expensive the bill will be. But 
If you had pet insurance, your pet could be covered for accidents or illnesses. That's why you should check out ASPCA Pet Health Insurance. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care that they may need. They allow you to customize the plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. Because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash no guilt. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash no guilt. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash no guilt. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. So we still have problems with overloading in our house where we have a washer that if you overload it, it will go to that uneven load setting like really fast. You know when the washer starts going, and you hear it and our washer just stops. And so like... It's happened. It happens a lot if we have too many towels in the load yeah. along with a big load. And my, my husband was like trying to wash a load of laundry. And he's like, I have been trying to wash that load for like a whole day now. And I have been resituating the washer three or four times. And I came in and I'm like, okay, I see what the problem is. And because I do it so often with like, I help my kids through it. I'm like, here's what you got to do. You got to take all the things that have clumped on the side. You have to lay it out in the middle flat and you just flatten them and you flatten them and then you can fix the uneven load. But even like us as adults are learning those things too. So when we think of teaching our kids about laundry, it's not a perfection thing because they're never going to get it right. I mean, dude, Brie, I just turned my laundry load blue this past (gasps) week because there was one rogue sock. One rogue sock that I had no idea, but I've done this before and it actually washes out. <laughs> like the more you wash it, it just did the gray material. But yeah, it's it happens and kids are going to make mistakes with laundry and that's not a reason not to hand it over to them yet. Right, right. And so like my daughter, she has decided that she has a little bit more expensive taste in clothing. So she's been spending mm-hmm. her money from birthday, Christmas, and her new job of on, like, nicer things. Girl goes, like, nuts. Like, I, it, she's the worst one for laundry. And I mean that in a loving way. Because, like, I'll come downstairs and my entire laundry room is taken over by, like, sweats and sweaters and everything laid out everywhere. And she'll be like, I got a drop of something on my pants. I need help on how to clean this out. <laughs> like, she takes everything super seriously now. And it, that's, I kind of, I see that definitely as a positive, that she's learning on that skill. Now, another thing I want to throw out there, in my case, again, being divorced and kids at two different homes, I don't do things the same way they do at their dad's. And so at their dad's house, they don't do their own laundry. Their stepmom, she does their laundry for them and folds them and puts them away. I'm like, wow, that's a bit of Donna Reed for me. I can't go that far ever. 
Uh, you know what I would do as a kid? What? I would take all of my laundry with me and I would take it to that house and just let her do it for me. <laughs> but I mean, you got to use what you have. You got to use know? the options you got. Yeah, no. Yeah. It, it's so, so like that's how that happens at their dad's house. But here, like, again, they know that like they don't, I don't, I don't do that. Mama don't play that. Yeah, so no. uh, I did ask them just recently how that worked out. I'm like, does it bother you guys like at, at here you have to do your own laundry and everything? And they're both like, nope. And I'm like, all right, would you rather it be more like at your dad's? And they're like, nope. nope. And why? They're like, because like we don't, we never know when our stuff's going to get taken and when it's going to come back. And like, and they're like, it's just, it's, it's weird. And they're like, we're learning more at your place too. Like, it's just, it's, we prefer it this way. Cause we can, we have control over our own stuff. And I'm like, oh. yeah, the control thing's big. Yeah. Yeah. So I it's found that interesting. Thing. I found it interesting that they preferred having to do their laundry versus somebody else doing it for them. So that was, oh yeah. A little bit of insight. Yeah. And, like, when you give your kids that control, like, you also have to let go of the control because they may not do it the way you want them to do it or the way you would do like it for overloading. them. Like, overloading? Like, overloading or, like, folding, oh, for gosh. instance. Oh, that's the second thing. Like, my son will not yeah. fold his clothes to save his life. They they live Neither in that one. same hamper, which I don't know how that works. He has one hamper. Oh, yeah. And that's where he keeps his clean yeah. and dirty clothes. Well, my when I met my husband in college, he had a system for doing laundry and he's like, yeah, I have two piles and as soon as I can't tell them apart, like two piles were clean pile, dirty pile. As soon as I can't tell them apart, it's time to do laundry again. I'm like, okay, cool. That's <laughs> If that works for you. That's a process, cool. I guess. Yeah. Yes. So, so like my son, um, he, he just puts it all in his basket and uh, there's some wrinkled stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, and I asked him the other day, I'm like, hey, bud, your shirt's a little wrinkled. Do you want to like spray that a little? And he's like, no, mom, all the kids' shirts are wrinkled. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to step back out of this bathroom right now. Right? Because <laughs> I, I do yeah. believe that like that is – so, okay. So that's another thing I hear people talk about like, you know, okay, my kid doesn't fold their stuff right, so I need to fold it. Da, da, da. Now, first of mm-hmm. all, there's a lot of aspects of that, like – my son has a dresser and if you don't put the clothes in right, the dresser, like we, we have it anchored now to the wall, but when he first got it now, granted people, when he was 14, when he first got it, like I didn't anchor it because I'm like, okay, he knows not to climb on a dresser. But the first time mm-hmm. the dresser fell over because he didn't put the clothes in right, I'm like, okay, apparently we oh. can take care of this. So in some cases, yeah, like to, in order to store it where you want it to be stored, it needs to be folded a certain way. But I, I would push back on anyone that's like, well, my kid doesn't fold it right, so it doesn't fit in his dresser. Well, why does it need to go in his dresser? Why? Can it can it be yeah. hanging? Does it can it be sitting I, in a hamper in a pile? Like it, who cares that it's wrinkled? You care, not them. They're never going yeah. to care for you. Like that's the other They're part not. that we have to learn as moms. And I think that you and I have yeah. been through that a lot. Yeah, and and like my daughter is completely opposite. Like she cares about her clothing and her appearance. Like she's the one sitting on her bedroom floor watching YouTube videos and folding her laundry and making sure like everything is okay and everything like is ready for school. And it's just it's <laughs> it's different. And I same parent, same teaching method. 
different expectations from the child in terms of like what they want their clothes to be at. Yep. And sometimes when I'm talking with moms about this, there's a lot of overthinking that goes into it, such as one of my friends, well, one of uh, my son's friends, parents, friends, moms, that's a lot to say in one sentence. Um, but <laughs> she, she was asking him over the phone because like they do video chat and she's like, well, like what happens if you don't have a full load? And my, she told me, my son just answered really matter of factly, I just wait. <laughs> and, she, and, and she's like, well, yeah, of course. I, I'd be like, you just wait. Or if you really, really wanted to wear it, then the washer has settings. It's called a small load. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, yeah. And, and again, like, you don't do it every week. Once in a while, sure. Like, I have seen my son plenty of times because his work clothes get pretty dirty. Like, he'll, he'll come in and be like, I got to do a small load. And I'm okay. Whatever. Yeah. Just, you that's, got, and you learn, okay. you problem solve. Yes. And, well, the same friend, I went to lunch with her and I was like really interested on this whole laundry thing because she still does all of her kids' laundry. And so I'm like, so tell me, like, what is holding you back? And she's like, well, you know, I kind of like folding everybody's laundry because I just shut myself in the bedroom and no one bothers me. And I'm like, oh, there's something to be said about that yeah. one. <laughs> and I did mention, I'm like, well, you could do something else. Yeah. But I think like a lot of people, and if you're listening to it right now, like laundry, no one bothers you because they don't want to be folding laundry. <laughs> and it's your quiet time. That is, that's telling that you probably need some more quiet time. Exactly. And you deserve the quiet time. And you deserve to have it not be doing chores. There's other options. Yes. Yes, yes, something enjoyable, something lovely. I was just thinking about this the other day because I was so overloaded from the day. It was just a lot of stuff as we prepare for our Happy Mom Summit, which is March, people. It's March and VIP passes are going on soon, just to sell you. <laughs> but um, the, it was just a long day and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to make dinner. I'm not. I'm going to go sit in my room and I'm going to watch a TV show. And I was just laying there in bed the same time, the same thing I do when I get sick. Yeah. Because sometimes I really love being sick because I don't feel like I have to do anything. And while I was laying there watching the TV show, I'm like, this is so nice. Like, why don't I do this? Like, <laughs> why don't I give myself permission to do this when I'm completely well and I'm just like a little tired because I felt so much better. Like after an hour, I was like, oh, I feel like I'm not dragging anymore. Is it because you're afraid that people will judge you and or your family will be like mom's being lazy and that's not – that's – I mean, forget them. Forget them if they think yeah. that. Like that's all it's I got to say. to say that. But it's not even them. It's me. Like, they're not going to say that. They would never say that to me. I would get so mad at them. (laughs) There would be words. There would be so words. It's all me. It's me and like my, oh, I should be using this to the best of my ability and I should be productive and look at everyone else who's successful. They're using their free time and they're not watching Berlin on Netflix, Joanne. But yes, they like, are. All of those voices. Yes, they yeah. are. They just have a team that does scrap for them as well. <laughs> Well, yeah, but we're going to get into some, some of the last excuses we hear about laundry right after this break. 
Hey all, it is Joanne and Bree here and we want to tell you about a podcast that you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Uturbe and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And in this latest season of Understood Explains, it covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. We actually just listened to the episode, IEPs, Does My Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like it was such a short episode and all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. And I loved how they gave great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms that nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything in so much detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. And then another reason is 100% the fact that we, we're fearful that we're going to get judged. Right? Like mm -hmm. we're fearful yeah. that people are going to be like, if our kid shows up with a wrinkled shirt and somebody's like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with your shirt? Didn't your mom like help you with your, didn't your mom do your laundry or whatever? And they're like, no, I have to do my own laundry. My mom doesn't do it for me. <gasps> I can't, I have to anymore. say it crossed my mind. It crossed my mind with the wrinkled shirt. And like the first thing that popped in, I'm like, oh, his teacher must think I'm a total slacker. Right? <laughs> You know, that's the first thing yeah. that I had to like be like, no, Joanne, you're you're going for bigger things here. Exactly. Exactly. So this is kind of more of a pushback on the whole, why can't everybody have an equal part of this? Because I feel like that expectation that mom should be the one doing laundry for everybody is mm -hmm. just another relic of the whole mom should do everything. Right. Yeah. Like it's it our is. job to and have a career, to raise the kids, to keep the house. And it just, and yet nobody else has that level of expectations. 
no one. Well, usually, and the women who are very, very judgy about it are the ones who are trying to uphold that standard in their house and they hate it. And they're so resentful about it. But they're like, they look at like us and we're the rule breakers, Brie. We're the ones who aren't playing by the code. And so since we're all happy and our kids have wrinkled clothes, well, that's a thing to attack because we're not playing by the rules. Mm, that is interesting. I think who set of rules? Mm, don't know. <laughs> but they're the rules. They are. They're They're really tough. Like, so... So I'm curious, I'm curious what this episode has done. If people are coming back and uh, are listening and are going to, uh, you're going to come up with a plan now to slow, to either quickly, like cold turkey, just cut it. Like, that's what I did. It was like one weekend. I was like, Mm -hmm. you know what? Forget this crap. Robert, Audrey, you guys do your own laundry. You guys can handle this. I think I, again, I didn't do the best transition for my kids. Like (laughs) I kind of showed them how to do it. Kind of. And in all fairness, I only kind of half-ass know what I'm doing with laundry. So it all works. Yeah, me too. I mean, everything goes in one load, cold wash, done. Yeah, I did teach them That's that. That's what I do. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, I was like, you can separate stuff somewhat. I, I will say that I am teaching my daughter about the hand wash mode, like how delicate. So I'm like, yes. if I were you, with the money you spend on your stuff, I would wash probably 90% of your stuff on delicate. And you got to have like smaller loads and da-da-da. So yeah. I did do that. I taught how to hang on the rack. No, you taught your kids way better. Your kids probably know better how to do laundry than I do. But that's I don't I don't know about that. (laughs) I'm not like (laughs) Thank you. See there I am accepting a compliment. I was I was about to like defer the compliment and I'll and I'm gonna just say thank you. That's awesome. Instead of deprecating myself, I will say thank you. Yeah. But no, so like, so either We're all learning. So either like try it out cold turkey, come to your family and be like, hey, I've decided that I have been robbing you guys the experience and the skill set to learn how to do this on your own. So we are going to shift some things around here and come up with mm. a plan. Cause they can do it. Yeah. They can. And it was so cute. Those little pictures of like Oh, so those pictures of your youngest of of when he would try to do laundry and like you had to get him a step stool and everything. Oh, that was so cute. <laughs> oh yeah, and then he makes jokes where he's like face down in the washer and his feet are coming out the other end. He still does that. He'll call me in. Oh my he gosh. Likes to- yeah, <laughs> I should post on that. I'll put a picture on that on Instagram. But hey, if you're a fan of the No Guilt Mom podcast, can you give us a, a little rating and review on Apple Podcasts? We would be so grateful. It really does help. Like you hear us asking for ratings and reviews, but it really, really helps. And we will shout you out on a podcast episode when we see a review come in yes, because yes. we love reading those reviews. It's wonderful. And subscribe. Hit that subscribe button if you have not already. Please, please, please. Do, do, do. And until next time, best mom's a happy mom. Take care of you. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for stopping by. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. 
Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.